Good morning. Happy New Year, y'all. Hey. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Ezra, can you help fix Sarah and Kyle's microphone? Uh, <laughs> all right. Let me yeah, just get over there, guys. <laughs> yeah, just drive on down. You're closer. Only a few hours. I'll be there in seven hours. Cool. Uh, okay. Did you press the gear thingy? I well, see. we got a new thing that says generic CDC. I don't know what that Great. is. Great. <laughs> the Center for the Disease Control? Yeah. 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 But like the off-brand one, not like the actual government one. The... Right. It's just well, as good. It's cheaper, yeah. <laughs> it just comes in a bag. Actually, <laughs> like it, it fights the generic diseases. Yeah. yeah. Your colds. Yeah, no one owns itches, a cold. Your itches, your whatnots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Pack Your Mics, the Top Chef podcast from the creators of Read It and Weep. This is season 15, episode four, and we have a wonderful, gigantic brunch, New Year's Day party to discuss this episode. I'm Alex in Portland, joined by Megan. Hello. And in uh, Northern California, we have Ezra and Sarah number one. Hello. Uh, Sarah Sesto, perhaps? Anyway. Sarah the uh, third. Sarah the third. Sarah the third. It's very confusing. Sarah, not Sarah number one, the third. <laughs> of the show. And then also, uh, we have special guests this week uh, in Southern California. We're going to go Sarah number two, or Sarah mustache, because uh, she can twirl Kyle's mustache, and also Kyle. Welcome, guys. Hi. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy, happy New, New Year. Year. Oh, my dog just jumped straight in my face. He says Happy New Year as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So our bonus <laughs> guests, as always, uh, there might be a Caleb in the background and there might be a puppy in the other background. Yeah, we, we, we got our little one. Collar. Oh, yeah. We, Did we you just, take we, off Caleb's collar? No, it's still there. <laughs> That's why. That's why he's, he's so subdued. You took off the collar because the leg shackles are very effective. Aww. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best slave shackles. I mean, it's. I mean, here's the thing. He's he's on the iPad right now. That's pretty much a mind shackle, guys. If yeah, you think about it. true. Yeah, yeah. mind shackled to the iPad. Well, I mean, that was we, the original title of Black Merit, right? Mind shackle. <laughs> mind shackle. Yeah, yeah. We uh, so each week we're just uh, take we watch Top Chef uh, separately and then hang out together on the internet and talk about it. And uh, this is a this was a doozy of an episode. Uh, we had. Episode four plus double, double last chance kitchen. Wow! Super last, yeah. so many chances. It was, and it was the lastest, also, and the twistiest. Yeah, mm-hmm. is the it kitchenist? the lastest? Yeah, there's I don't no think more it's the last lastest. Yeah, oh. no, but they still have they still have two other people in last chance kitchen for other people to continue to come in and play against. I think it's that you get two chances to go back in the competition That's this what season. I thought. Uh, I thought, yeah. Okay, I thought he said that this is just it. He did say that, but he could have been saying it in a way to make you think that. But you know, like in <laughs> or like this is it. Like, this is your chance. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. I got the impression that this was a chance, uh, or like this is the chance to get back in the competition, and then also as new people get eliminated, they have another chance. It's... Yeah, because it wouldn't really be fair for all of the people who got eliminated later to have like no last yeah. chance kitchen. They only have one chance. Because this is kind of a promise, I guess. They, I don't know. They have to play this game Eminem style. They only get one chance. With spaghetti. <laughs> exactly. It's it <laughs> recipe. It's heritage spaghetti. Uh, 
Uh, so, well, let's talk about the episode, and we'll figure out our feelings on that. Because one of the things about Last Chance Kitchen, no one knows the rules. That's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Each week... Yeah, it's like, who's learns it anyway? Yeah. <laughs> it, it might not even matter. So, we... Uh, let's, let's, talk, let's talk about this episode. Let's dive right in. Um, so much to be excited about. So... Let me pull up my thing so I don't misremember. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the quick fire. You guys, let's start by asking the panel. We'll start with uh, Sarah and Kyle. How do you feel about kid judges? You know what? Normally, I'm relatively anti because children shouldn't be put in that position. What a, what a responsibility. But I really did like these kid judges. They were really funny. Totally. Uh, Sarah does agree? Disagree? Yeah, I thought they were pretty cute. I mean, they're pretty brutal. This yeah, that's what rough, I like most. Some rough judging. <laughs> I mean, yes, but no, also. They were also, I mean, I guess they said, in the edit. They, yeah, all right. They could have, that's true. They, they weren't actually like, you know, like, like being mean exactly, but it's, it's sort of like meaner than you expect them to be. Mm-hmm. If that, that, yeah. you know. They were probably coached by their parents, to, to be honest, and, you know, how to say it politely. I don't know. Who knows? But they, I thought that they were just cute. Such a, yeah, they yeah. cut through it really well. Like yeah. they, they they cut straight to it of like yeah it was good but it was missing something yeah. and then yeah. they just kind of pass on as kind of like a drive by <laughs> yeah they, they yeah they were very fast and efficient in their in their cutting criticism I like that none of the adult chefs seem to take the criticism from children very well that was <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it was tough you, good or bad they were kind of like I don't know why I have to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so just to catch you up in case you haven't seen the show, which is weird, but sometimes happens for people who listen to this, uh, they uh, brought in the kids of Denver chefs. So they had uh, last week's judge, Lachlan Patterson's kid, uh, Lydia, was there, plus two other kids whose uh, parents I don't remember. But parents, the kids of local local chefs, so they're at least somewhat educated in, in food cookery. They're also have, what, e- have eaten food before. They've eaten, presumably, I mean, even the youngest one is probably uh, off bottles by now. They were like, what, 12? Yeah. Yeah, you should move to solids by then if you're... Like, I think the uh, littlest one was probably like eight or nine. Still, I feel like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, still off bottles. Purees, <laughs> uh, <laughs> at least. It would be really weird if one of them was like, I prefer more natural human milk. <laughs> that would be like if they just all have like an agenda they're pushing basically or something or they all have their sponsorships they've done it's like you know this would be really good with some Hidden Valley Ranch <laughs> <laughs> well a kid would think that yeah, yeah that's little, true that's so true they could have gotten yeah. away Brock, with it Brock Ranch the third this is missing some <laughs> goldfish crackers <laughs> I don't like yeah, that your oranges were full size. <laughs> I, I wish that this was more by the foot and less not by the foot. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, I, this is an interesting twist on the kid because we've had kid judges usually in large groups. It, it is de- these were definitely more educated versions of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and also <laughs> what I don't. Know. That's just that's funny. Cute. Normally yeah. we have dumb children on here. <laughs> these well, these were the top shelf smart kids. Well, for for food judging. Yeah, right. Because yeah. they could have been done some other stuff. High class cuisine. They get some food dumb kids. On a regular basis. <laughs> well, sometimes the show is like we brought in 405th graders, and then the, the, you just see them like pushing away dishes and being and like laying yeah. on the floor under the tables. And that's less fun for the chefs. <laughs> okay, but if you combine the 405th graders, that's like together like one 2000th grader. And that sounds pretty smart to me. 
<laughs> sounds like a kid point. who needs to graduate by now. Finish your dissertation. <laughs> yeah, I took a, a 2000 uh, yeah, gap year, I guess. Just really po- way post, post-doc. Yeah, yeah, listener Sean wrote into us on Facebook and says, I really wish they hadn't told them that the kids were quick f- um, in the quick fire were the chef's kids until judging or at least halfway through. It would have been fun to oh, see them yeah. dumb down the dishes for kids' tastes and then getting those totally legit critiques. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, That okay, would have been well, pretty brutal. Let's, yeah. let's be honest, though, about the critiques, because some of them seem pretty legitimate, but the kids were so impressed by bacon and macaroni and cheese like they've never been anywhere. Yeah, I like the bacon. It was very creative. Yeah, that's and, not But creative. Curtis Stone was really impressed by the bacon and the mac and cheese, too. What is yeah, is yeah, Curtis what? Stone a child? <laughs> He's just a giant, beautiful child. Also, Kyle thinks Curtis looks terrible. I'm going to spread some gossip right now. What? <laughs> well, like, I don't think he looks just okay. This, this one right now? This, this version of Curtis that we got? Or all Curtises? I think it's this Curtis. I mean, in general, one cannot deny Curtis, right? Oh, yeah. You? Listen, <laughs> Curtis is a big, big old rack of Colorado lamb. Yeah. But I, I, his hair was... On that guy. <laughs> yeah. Colorado Brisbane? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I don't know. He, his hair is messed up. I don't think the beard was intentional. Uh, I, I think he was coming in a little fast and loose. <laughs> Man. One of those classic accidental beards you sometimes stumble I mean, into. To a large extent, a beard will grow whether or not you're trying to. So yeah. maybe that's what it was? Yeah, I don't. I agree that he might not have meant everything about the way he looked. <laughs> but, that, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't, like, it didn't make it work, you know? Like, yeah. I think it's, maybe it's a little more improvisational, but still, like, I think generally effective. It worked for, uh, who did it work for? Carrie? Oh yeah, really worked for Carrie. Oh, yeah. oh boy, uh, that was fun. I did like I did like Carrie taking a moment to objectify the judge. That was I think that was useful. Yeah, with all the guys that do that to Padma, it, the ladies exactly. need a turn. Totally. I I do. Uh, so obviously, this was a big uh, advertisement for the uh, Top Chef Junior that finally oh, aired yeah. this year. Have you any of you guys watched any episodes of Top Chef Junior? It seems like it's no. hard to actually get a hold of it. Yeah. Yeah, we we didn't manage. I, I don't know where Universal TV exists. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you think if it's Universal everywhere, right? But not. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's confusing. <laughs> uh, it's very specifically located TV. Yeah, I. Okay, so how about you guys have all watched like Master Chef Junior though, right? Have you watched a kid cooking show? Yeah, I've seen no. kids on TV. Okay, as what's your feeling about it? They well, if master if that one was like any indicator, they're just really they just say how old they're all the time. Like we're like oh yeah, they like do. they're just really impressed. Where it's like it's like and you're and you're how old? Twelve. That's incredible. And then like <laughs> then like like later for the next challenge. And how? Still twelve. My God. <laughs> it it on MasterChef Junior. It seems like maybe Gordon Ramsay's memory for ages has broken because mm-hmm. he asked. He's doing like five time. shows. Yes, he can't doing... remember everyone. How old is your hotel, son? <laughs> He's so he's so uh, nice to the kids, and in a way that also makes me irritated. That like I feel like Gordon Ramsay was like maybe lying, because you can't be like that mad at someone's beef Wellington being slightly underdone, and then be that impressed that a kid cooked an egg. That's not the same person. Hmm. I don't know. I think you're just being nice to that kid. I, I am okay. Probably not a popular opinion, but I think kids should not be on television. <gasps> Ever. 
I mean, I just there should be competitions. I'm just mad at the because a, a 12 year old ventriloquist girl won America's Got Talent this year, and and yeah. now she has a Vegas residency. <laughs> yeah, she can't. She's not even allowed in the casino, but they videotape her in for that. I, and she she beat like a, a Portland comedian who I'd worked with a lot, who was in the finals. And I just feel like the idea of like longtime professional people being judged against children, it's not fair. Mm. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's not like I think she's not as good at ventriloquism as he was at comedy. She was just pretty good for a twelve-year-old, right? I think that's a lot of the stuff with the Master Chef Junior kids too. Is where like instead of ventriloquism, their parents have just trained them in how to do cooking, and they just yeah. parrot like all the the cooking techniques that they have learned. But it, I, I, I don't know. I see it. This is the same thing as like the kids winning. America's Got Talent is just they know one thing and they just go in a straight line to do that one thing. And they don't ooh, understand ooh. why it's good or bad. Guys, can I get some like some can we get some input over here of uh what what is the oh. thing we should train Caleb up in in the next like eight and a half years? So like I'm hearing, like, yeah, ventriloquism. Okay, that's what I was leaning towards. Three but... out of twelve seasons of that show have been won by ventriloquists. Ezra. Clearly okay. America wants more ventriloquism than they have. Yeah, uh, Jeff Dunham is still filling up the Tacoma Dome, apparently, yes, based yes. on our trip to Seattle last week. Yeah, and uh, and he's so if you, so, I guess the ideal world would be if you could train Caleb in ventriloquism and racism. Those uh, are the top yes. sellers. Uh, Broad I'm, stereotypes. I'm trying not to give him any kind of racism thing. I feel like it's going to happen on its own, like just by being society. So I'd rather not. Sure, push you don't have to that do a ton of work, I, I guess. Yeah, you can just let, um, you just want to let your kid randomly be good at something. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was a top of the line ventriloquism, pretty average on the racism scale. <laughs> I mean, I've I've said it before, probably not on this show because it doesn't apply here. But you'll you won't ever go bankrupt selling racism to the American people. That uh, is the Jeff Dunham model. Well, so, that's disheartening. Uh, yeah. Maybe I will just go for cooking more than, than the racism. Maybe focus uh, on cauliflower puppets. crust because that did more, super well. Yeah, more cauliflower crust, crust than racist puppets. All right. I like it. Yeah, Caleb, so, we know so what we're getting good at. The winner of the uh, quickfire was Adrian for her uh, pizza with a cauliflower crust um, and, and also tomato compote and a fried quail egg. Have you guys had quail eggs? I can't remember ever having a quail egg. I don't think I yes. have. I mean, they're small, so we might have had them a lot of times without even realizing it. Oh, it's like yeah. slip in. Yeah. Like they slip in your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like spider eggs, yeah. I didn't even notice that quail egg. <laughs> it was so small. It just wandered across your face while you were sleeping, and you breathed in. Uh, so I like to capture my quail eggs under a cup and like let a, go outside. an old postcard and yeah, just oh. let them outside. Bad news. Uh, all those quail eggs died. They didn't make it. Oh, I heard, yeah, Alex, I heard you were saying that they don't survive actually outside. Like the, the spiders, they don't survive yeah. outside. No, you, you take really an indoor spider and you put it outside. It's never going to survive out there. Every spider. I, it's not like this, it was domesticated. I've said this before, too. Probably not on this show because it's not applicable. <laughs> but every spider you've ever put under a cup and let go outside died that night. Well, but how long did the spiders... I mean, it was going to die that night anyway. Yeah, right? So, I mean, at least they got <laughs> well, a better they live, view. They can live in your house for, I don't know, No, we would have killed them. Lifetimes. We would have killed them. Says you. <laughs> no, I, they, uh, I, I met a... I met a... Okay, Alex, do you, do you have, like, an ancient spider, like, living in your basement? Like, like this, like, this Telling Eon's old say. spider? Yeah, yes, yeah, like... This is a spider this, probably. No, I met a, a, uh, uh, 
This is a spider who's very good at ventriloquism. (laughs) (laughs) Running this podcast. Yeah, he has all those legs, so he can do the puppetry really well. They would be so good at it. Yeah. uh, so I know I, I met a spider scientist, a like 2000th year PhD spider scientist. If that's what he called himself, he wasn't a real spider scientist. <laughs> I'm just telling you. That. Uh, she, thanks for assuming. Oh, dang. Uh, hashtag I got schooled. But uh, yeah. the spider scientist to- w- w- told me about that. She's like, yeah, they just, it's temperature mostly. It's that spiders are inside because that's the temperature they need. And so you take them outside, it's going to be too cold and they'll die overnight. Maybe in LA where it doesn't get cold, they're okay. But they also. It like, gets pretty cold at night. Also, they're inside because that's where their food sort. Like they know what they're eating inside. They they can't just like, I'll just find a tree and make a new house. Like they had a web inside. Like you you 100% killed those spiders. You just you you didn't want to look at them. Like when, like when the kings exile them. Uh, like in, in people in the Bible. Oh yeah, it's like like technically speaking, time will kill you. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. Me. Dehydration mostly is what will kill you. I didn't do it. Although a lot of so those, it's a lot of edifices being thrown out, and then yeah. one will come back to steal our lives. Oh no! I spider prophecy. <laughs> All these spiders are coming back inside and killing us. Oh no! We shouldn't have assumed they were dead. What do you think a spider would think of a grilled cheese crouton? Oh man! Yeah. That's good. So, way to bring it back around, Megan. Yeah. <laughs> Keep us on top. <laughs> what are we a podcast about? <laughs> spiders. <laughs> spiders and racism. <laughs> uh. I don't usually talk about racism or puppets or spiders this much on the show, but you guys are inspiring. So yeah, uh, what did you guys think of cream cheese or grilled cheese crouton? So it was a uh, uh, just a normal Caesar salad, but instead of croutons, tiny uh, triangular grilled cheese. That sounded good to me. I'm all in on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can, yeah, if you can make a uh, a sandwich as small as a quail egg and just slip it in places, I would like. I'd be excited to be eating more sandwiches. Yeah, it's almost like the stuffed crust pizza of a salad. It's like, how, <laughs> find a place to put extra cheese on the salad mm-hmm. inside where you're not expecting it. Mm-hmm. Good, uh, good call up for uh, for them not to like just like try to split the croutons in half and then layer some cheese in and then put the croutons back together. It was a better idea to make grilled cheese sandwiches and cut them up. I agree. Just saying, yeah, it's faster. Um. All right, so that's the quick fire. Oh, the other thing was they were cooking with miniature tools, which I thought was pretty fun. They, made, I, they said it was like co- kids' cooking equipment, but it was definitely just small, colorful pans. It's not like kids all have it was like cast on thirty percent toys. Yeah, there was so right there was the there was a stand mixer that was made of wood and was clearly a toy, but there was also like a Le Creuset mini uh, skillet, which I don't know if every kid oh, they has have that. Those. I mean, yeah. they do make those, but I, I genuinely don't know for what purpose, other than just to be, like, so French. Oh, quail eggs. But yeah, quail eggs. Yeah. Quail, quail eggs, yeah. Uh, I did, what, who was used, somebody used the stand mixer, the f- f- wooden toy stand mixer, and that cracked me up. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't need a twist on a twist. Like, right? Like, cause, like it was like, this is like the third twist, right? Because you had, like, like, you're cooking for kids, you're updating kids' food, and then you're using kid, like, you know, size things like I feel like I that's know. more like one twist, and they just went all in on it. Huh. The word "kids," and they just that was the <laughs> twist, and they <laughs> ran it into the ground. Also, also, we've got this like Zoltar Zoltan thing for you. You're gonna all gonna be you know, uh, reenacting big, so now you all see. Right. Also, all of you are played by Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, so that's the quick fire. Uh, Adrian uh, wins for her pizza with cauliflower crust, which. I'm having trouble picturing being delicious, but apparently it was. Is that quail? Oh, egg? cauliflower crust is yeah. great. I see that it's cauliflower crust. Yeah. yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. 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 I don't get it. It's by, a thing. It's a thing in the world. All right. 
hey megan when we have to go to trader joe's right after we finish recording this um do you want to get a cauliflower class sounds great all right yeah it's in, it's we'll in the freezer back. section i believe yeah oh okay well at least she made her own so uh she has a, a immunity because we're still doing that um jumping into the elimination challenge oh yeah this is the famous uh cook your grandparents uh challenge that they like they do every year um, parents is food yeah. grandparents is food yes yes that's that's what i meant uh well i you know i i uh, i i say this cautiously but uh we've discussed on the Alex, show before. this is like this is the, this is the this is the tone you have right before like five people disagree with you <laughs> just, just wanted to let you know that that's that's what that is you guys are pretty soft on my stance against kids on tv so i feel like maybe emboldened um, all right go for it but we've just we've talked about this show before how uh they i don't remember who said this but the, the phrase originally but top chef has some a tendency to push people to uh cook their color uh which is mm. like if you uh this is like back was it season two or three where hung was making beautiful food and they were like it's not vietnamese enough yeah, that does sound familiar. They, they, it's like it doesn't count as coming from your heart unless it's your ethnicity, and um, so this this felt like that as much as possible, um, and uh, I think they also accept a certain amount of, of uh, cultural appropriation if you have a good story to go with it. Right. Well, that's the flip side. Is that this is like well, many of these challenges? It's really just like a story making up ability challenge. So, they, but they, anyway, the specific challenge was to cook something that represents your heritage, ethnicity, or background, and uh, you'll serve people who will all get their ethnicity labeled on their title card when they come out. Um, and you're kind of at a disadvantage if you're multi-ethnic and your ethnicities aren't super connected because the food just cannot possibly taste that good together. Hmm. I, Interesting. It's, uh, As it's you true. Like, yeah. Well, okay, so yeah, it's totally true that if you if you you know follow the if you follow the like the actual challenge, yeah, some people will have like a pretty tough hand to be dealt that they're dealt. But like, you never actually really have to follow the challenge. Yeah, it's just the people that do. I mean, because like Joe did well, Joe, Joe Mustache did well, mm-hmm. but he had French and Italian, Italian yeah. which you know mm-hmm. has is, some pretty pretty easy to figure out to put together. A lot of combinations already. Yeah, but. I mean, I guess Swedish and Southern California aren't two things that are necessarily I'm to see how that opposed, could go, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he didn't really... I feel like that was a failure of planning, though, right? Like, yeah. because he seems confused. I-, I wondered if this was a thing where they didn't explain the rules very well, like off camera, right. because that yeah. level of confusion was really baffling to me because he's from Southern California. And like they even said during judging, if he had just done something Southern Californian... That would have been fine. Or did they really want him to or go Swedish? Swedish? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like one or the other would have been fine. But it seems like he was genuinely confused about the rules or something. It was really mystifying. Yeah, they, or maybe he, he was just putting knew. the rules ahead of the yeah. um, dish. I yeah. guess. Yeah, I think, yeah he yeah. let himself be be so taken up by the sort of the way I was just now. He was like, "Oh, I'm I don't know my grandparents." I have no heritage. I'm white. The end. Uh, and like, let that throw him off instead of just saying like, I'm, here's my story. I'm not really close to my grandparents, but I was raised in Southern California and that food cuisine has led, that culture has led a lot to where I am today. Here is this perfect example of what I cook in my restaurant every day. Like they probably would have been yeah, like, this- that's delicious. You don't win, but you're not going home. 
Yeah, if the only real rule is don't make something that will get you sent home, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he wasn't going to get to win for that, but who cares? The real thing is he went home because his food wasn't very good. Uh, so he definitely let it, like, get in the way of him making great food as opposed to just, like, I'm going to make something great and then come up with some nonsense to say at judge's table. Yeah. And, I mean, I would have liked to have seen it if he just, like, made this perfect French dish and was like, yeah, I, ha- I did the... Ancestry.com DNA test. I'm one percent French. Just, you guys, <laughs> that was a good tie-in. Really, really want to like get all the chefs just to spit in like a little tube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they spit in the well, tube before tubes. the first episode, and then all right, you remember that tube you spat in a few weeks ago? <laughs> just got the results back. <laughs> you didn't know why we had to do this, but yeah. there was a reason. So here's your ethnicity. Also, fun fact: you're adopted. This is going to be weird later. <laughs> Um, yeah. Would you, if you guys here, uh, not not the, I'm not talking about anyone here. But if you if you were adopted, if it was that was true, would you want to know at this point, or would you like let it ride? Oh, if you wanted, if you were oh. adopted, yeah. If it turns out, like, yeah, like say this is true, like, would you actually like want to actually find that truth out? Best day of you... my life. Of course, I want to know. Okay. Needlessly <laughs> <laughs> wow. hurtful, Alex. But I like it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. What do you, uh, new Sarah and Kyle, what do you guys think? Uh, I'd say probably no. I like my parents, so I, I, I don't want to, I don't know, curdle that relationship. <laughs> uh, Sarah, New Sarah? I mean, I guess I'd say probably no, too, because what are you going to find out, right? Like, your birth parents were going to make you into an award-winning ventriloquist, and you <laughs> missed out on that life? <laughs> I- I, I don't know, like, maybe your birth parents are rich and you'll get, like, double Christmases now. Nah, my parents are my parents. At this point, it kind of doesn't matter. Also, if I am adopted, something went wrong because I look exactly like my mother. <laughs> well, that's how they picked you out uh, in the adoption. Yeah. Like, this one looks like us. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, uh, let's, who, what, was, what, what stood out for you guys? What looked like the most interesting to eat? Out of oh, yeah, Obviously, so Christopher, uh, who we call Butterfunk, won. Chris Butterfunk uh, won for his yeah. uh, lemonade fried chicken and brown sugar yeah. buttermilk biscuits. Uh, which, man, those biscuits are the one thing that I've wanted to try the most of this whole season. Yeah, yeah. good. And and like, everybody loved them. Yeah, like even the, the chefs whole, in the back were like, "Holy yeah. crap!" A tray yeah. of them for everyone. And there have been a lot of biscuits made on this show, so when the judge's table goes nuts over a biscuit, I feel like this is, they, they know, this is real. Yeah, there's a, a, self, a self-proclaimed uh, biscuit aficionado, and I wish, like, I wish I could, I wish I could get enough biscuit, like, experience to get up to that level. Yeah, you, like, wish, I feel like you I'm had like the still... sufficient OJT to qualify <laughs> you as a biscuit expert. <laughs> Or efficient. I don't know. I, I, yeah, Ugh, mm, yum. I don't know what lemonade fried chicken means. That seems interesting. I mean, sometimes you just here's the thing if you put a word that's good in front of another word that's good, it doesn't really <laughs> matter what it actually means, right? Yeah, that's, that's why I really liked Joe's, uh, um, what was it, peanut butter cup tortellini? <laughs> I was just putting another word there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be interested. I mean, here's the thing if you're confident enough to make that work, like, like, like put it together, I think it's a good chance it could work. I had a I had an avocado pie that was pretty all right once. Ooh. That doesn't sound right. Was it, was it savory Mexican, or sweet? Yeah, it was sweet. It was sweet. It was kind of like key lime, like. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, this is in like uh, in New Mexico, and I figured yeah. like if they put it on the menu, they must know what they're doing, and they did. 
Um, I did like this. Was the flip side of this challenge of like of cook your grandmother's recipes was uh, when Tom said sometimes your grandmother's recipes weren't very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty harsh. Yeah, Tom. I feel like that's come up before where they're like, well, we didn't really mean, you know, the jello pudding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Your mom's your mom's traditional recipe from a magazine in the 70s. Right. Um, well, so I, as I think my, my mom watches uh, Top Chef also quite a bit, and, and uh, we're going through. Um, well, you think the, she's your mom, right? Okay. Well, you know, I'm just I'm not going to find out. So let's just say, you know, for all intents and purposes, for my now. mom. Yeah, no, I'm not going to find out. Um, but uh, so she's going through. Uh, so her mom had like a um, a really really small booklet uh, that she had like filled out of when she, uh, uh, when she had first got married. Uh, like when my grandma had first gotten married, uh, of like all the recipes and stuff uh, mm-hmm. that she had, and mm-hmm. like, and it's true, some of them are are not great recipes. Um, <laughs> there's there was a salmon yeah, loaf. Yeah, the salmon loaf was the best one. Canned oh. salmon. Oh, salmon. See, loaf. Can, canned salmon, egg, salt and pepper, and a bag of potato chips. Oh. And a bag. And it just so and like it said like um yeah one pound canned salmon yeah uh, two eggs uh, a package of potato chips salt and pepper and apparently back then a bag of potato they didn't have like mini bags of potato chips so it would have been like a giant bag <laughs> yeah just like a five pound sack of potatoes just converted into chips uh, and then uh, yeah it just it just said cook for three quarters an hour it didn't like didn't have like a, a temperature because I don't think it mattered oh, for the it's quality like of it it's a technical challenge on the yeah the great British Bake Off <laughs> on the British how long do you have to prove the loaf. <laughs> <laughs> Very good bake on the salmon. Canned salmon in the warming drawer or not? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, do you guys think you mix in the potato chips with the salmon, or do you right? sprinkle or crust it was the chips vague. on top? Uh, of I would mix it in. You are? Go whole hog with I, it. If you mix have that in. much, you do both, right? I don't know. It's like yeah, I like yeah. how you had them both, like two, like chips two ways. Uh, but yeah, so I. I um, this is not one of the dishes I ever got a uh, chance to, to have from um, our grandma Martha, but I was very appreciative that I got a chance to like to look at this and like, wow, this is. I feel like I understand more of the world. It was wonderful. It was a uh, treat. My mom gave me a similar book of family recipes, but um, and they are they're like everything in there is good because it's stuff that I ate a lot growing up and I know I like. But she did um, take credit for stuff that's not really theirs. So like they're copied out of a cookbook, and it's just like dad's mac and cheese but it's actually julia child's mac and cheese the dad makes and julia gets no uh credit in this cookbook that i got so it was just a little bit of a uh, a little bit of copyright infringement that's been really delicious yeah there's a family cookbook uh, uh, among my mom's side of the family where there was some drama when an aunt named one of my mom's potato dishes like she oh. she took credit for it when it's like a long time oh. my mom dish when she was putting together like a family cookbook. Uh, oh. The end oh, yeah, of the family. That, that's yeah, it, that's a dish? long simmer. Was it a good dish? It's a very good dish. It's oh, it's called yeah. disgustingly potatoes. So it's like all the that you roast potatoes, get all the potato meat out, and then like it's just cream, a ton of butter, and a ton of cheese. Oh wow! And it's and just then like do you crust it with the canned salmon, or do you sprinkle that inside? <laughs> uh, since it's from the south, it's going to be uh, chitlins. Oh. <laughs> I forgot you're from the South Coast. It was the uh, there was some other good Southern food on this episode of Top Chef, which we were talking about ostensibly. Yeah, um, I, there was like the gumbo yeah. and the fried chicken Ooh. and the dirty rice. The gumbo was what I wanted to eat the most. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. What's the so, weird? The the compliment of the gumbo was like, you know, I just love a gumbo, and this is good gumbo. It's got to be my top three. <laughs> I mean, pretty. Bad. If you like gumbo, if you're a gumbo aficionado. But yeah, so but Tom famously hates okra, and yeah. still still enjoyed this one, and he even said like, yes, it had okra, but there was soul there, as if like okra is a soulless ingredient that destroys any dish it touches. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's a soul cool. vacuum. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what, uh, oh, was the, how did the dirty? I was expecting dirty rice just from the story. I thought sure dirty rice had to win, and then it was in the middle, right? Uh, well, yeah, I think uh, people, yeah. I think people called out as, as it being good. It was good, but it didn't like, make I think it was top, yeah, top middle, not the top. Yeah, High it was middle. definitely the most gut wrenching story. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. I I thought at, at that point in the show I thought like the only way to win is you have to cry when you're explaining your dish, um, but Christopher uh, held it together really well. Should we guys? I don't know if this is a good idea or not. But since you know none of us know like you know like you know our own mortality, should we just be giving people dishes like recipes just like every single day for our entire <laughs> life just in case? Just start giving the way the way sometimes uh, people start giving away stuff when they think they're not going to be around that much longer. Yeah, well, I could just I could give Always. out Kyle's Kyle's mom's uh, potato recipe that is now mine. So <laughs> this was famous pot- southern potatoes. I love that recipe. Yeah. Watch it. She'll come for you. <laughs> uh, I I love it. Um, I I do wonder. You said you don't know your own mortality, but I uh, assume that if you could twenty three and me and find out when you're gonna die, you wouldn't do it. I'd, uh, I'd do it oh, in no. Of course, I'd do it. What? No. Yeah, it's weird that you guys don't like information. <laughs> um, there's things that we shouldn't know. Why? Right? Just you just decided that? Yeah. No, because I've known those things. I didn't like it. <laughs> like I did. I did some of this ancestry stuff. I I was not pleased uh, with how I felt huh. for like a week afterwards. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. Of course, I'd like. Well, here's what I feel like is like if there if there was a way to know when you're gonna die or if you're adopted, whether or not you want to know, the Bravo TV website would spoil it for you. <laughs> that's true <laughs> i was we were, we were trying to figure out we were we were on holiday uh with megan's family and we we're trying to figure out how to get top chef onto their roku and we were having trouble and at one point i thought i'll just open the bravo website to see if it has instructions first thing picture of tyler yeah I they got do not on that. they do not even try to hide the the person who lost Ugh. very upsetting Speaking Which of kind of surprised me. Yeah, getting, getting to the elimination. Yeah, please. I was surprised Tyler was eliminated. He had such a good nickname, so I'm surprised that they took him out of the running. Um, <laughs> also, yeah, the site um, at 15 on Twitter mentioned that we don't have to debate CPAP Tyler's nickname anymore. <laughs> we, I this know. ended the debate. Uh, I don't know. I think it, it yeah, solidified him. Now his uh, Top Chef tombstone says CPAP Tyler on it. <laughs> I t- I definitely think it's re- it seemed fair to send producer Bruce home. Not only did he talk about his family, but also he cooked his lamb really badly and didn't notice. Yeah. 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 And then he had the thing when he was getting grilled where it was like, I thought it was great. And then they do a clear cut to like two hours of judge's table later. And he's like, now I see it. Now I see what I did. And in the future, <laughs> I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. And like whenever someone says, I'm not going to do that again is normally like a ticket, ticket home. 
<laughs> yeah, I yeah, messing up your meat definitely seemed. If I hadn't already known that it was Tyler, I would have a hundred percent thought it was Bruce. Because yeah. that just, just messing up your lamb that bad, and also Tom hates when you don't know what's wrong with your food. Yeah, and like he has, he almost had the best new restaurant. Yeah, man, I do like Spatzel though. He did do Spatzel, which I'm a big fan of. So yes, good stuff. I didn't have any spoilers, and I really thought Joe was going to go home because I thought he had the worst of everything. He had bad pasta, bad oh, sauce, yeah. bad temperature, no flavor. There was, like, nothing redeeming about his, and he knew it, which sometimes, you know, they respect when you know that your food is bad, but they're also kind of like, you knew this was Why bad. Why did you do it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I think they like him a lot, though. I think, he like, between him and Bruce, like, Joe... One knew what he what he did wrong, and he's like young and hungry. Whereas like Bruce making those young same mistakes, green, as we call it, us, <laughs> yeah, us he's a hungry bear. Yeah, Gail had a thing about uh, Bruce where it said like that she wanted coziness, but it was so chilly because it was spread out all over the plate. Like, did she mean like was it temperature? cold or it's just like that's like she didn't like have the dish the, the parts of the meal were just too formal too, you know too chefy too chefy yeah i think she meant too yeah, chefy but like, it does seem like too also box like the more surface area of the food the faster it'll cool yeah and like i think goulashes are like normally kind of like a warm comforting thing and if you like kind of deconstruct it to have it on separate parts of the plate instead of like a big mound i'm gonna i think I'm gonna, that, yeah plate things in a swell bottle from now on it'll be really well <laughs> to maintain their heat yeah absolutely I mean, just having the lamb be hard to swallow, like, was that's just seems unforgivable. So, Bruce and, and they said Joe, it was white. Inside? Yeah. Oh man, no they, meat should be white inside, not even chicken. <laughs> There's some bullet dodging going on from the other two bears. So, so obviously, this uh, SoCal Swede dish must have missed real hard because uh, it was like for just being uh, disjointed. It just doesn't seem like enough. To, but it must have been awful. So. Yeah. Goodbye, CPAP Tyler. Goodbye, nickname fight. And uh, it'll be back. I'll find some other nickname that you guys won't appreciate. I can't uh, wait. <laughs> uh, we have kind of given up on some other uh, nicknames. There's still several people who I've not we've not gotten anything for. It's uh, it's like you know Adrian, you can't for force it. Yeah. What do you call, what do you call Adrian though? Adrian. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Uh, I guess yeah. You could. I guess you cauliflower crust if you want. Oh, I do or, like cauliflower crust. Okay. Well, we'll yeah, I, mean, you can't I haven't force tried it yet, but um, so then that brings us to Last Chance Kitchen, and then uh, we'll wrap things in the mailbag. But uh, we did I got a double Last Chance Kitchen, which, as we mentioned at the beginning, we do not know the rules for. Uh, no idea. It seems like it might be the last one, but it also might not. But but what we do know is that somebody is going back on the show this week. So uh, there were two cookoffs with a. Uh, Leanne, Kwame, Claudette, and now CPAP Tyler, who were, uh, one of them was going to go back on the show immediately in episode five, which is uh, trucks. Isn't episode five about trucks? Wait. No, it's camping. Oh, we already had camping. trucks. Trucks was before. You're right. Camp. We, we can't, we can't do trucks twice. Before. This was the one that was called like double little, trucks. little tools, which I thought was funny. Yeah, double yeah. trucks. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah. So the first one was cook with your head and then to cook with your heart. Um, uh, with your guts. Yeah, first yeah, your head, then guts. with your guts, yeah. Um, I was trying yeah. to, what was the reference to, what was that book, Ezra? With the boxer? Um, was it, oh, The Power of One. Anyway, first the head. Oh, the yeah. 
I do remember that. That was weird. not great. A weird reference. Anyway, yeah, so the first they had to cook with heads of animals, and then they cooked with guts of animals, uh, which, I don't know, I don't think a single season of this has gone by without there being one awful contest. That just seems like the standard for these shows. Yeah. Um, I think the two things you should do... It's, in- great. it's good to put it in Last Chance Kitchen, too, where it's just yeah. like, yeah, do something hard. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't want to see a full... I don't like a full challenge about it. Um, it does seem like if you're going to go on Top Chef, the two things you should practice are cooking an offal dish and doing something with pressure cookers, maybe mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, same time is good, because they take a long time to cook, Apparently I think. They do. Yeah. Man, I think also only... just to, to, to be able to pigeonhole your uh, I, like identity into an easily uh, like presentable dish is also a great idea as well. Yeah, exactly. You should definitely think about what your grandparents would want yeah, to yeah. cook. Just, I don't, and I definitely don't know have one I... dessert recipe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least one dessert. <laughs> okay, so so one dessert that includes awful in a uh, in a pressure cooker uh, that is from your grandma. Mm-hmm. If, if you man, if your grandma was into that, <laughs> that would be very lucky for you. Yeah, My grandma that's, that's had a, a pressure cooker made yeah? pea soup in it, and it blew up and coated the entire house in pea soup. That was like a famous family story that we heard over and over and over <laughs> again, and then never touched the pressure cooker again. Yeah, so you did just they ever use a pressure or? cooker on the show. It's just like your grandma <laughs> exactly. did it. <laughs> My heritage is to not take this lid off properly. <laughs> Wait, would it work to paint that way? I thought about it. That would be, if you wanted your... I guess, yeah, just pressure cook some paint and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sounds like a Mythbusters episode. Worth trying. Um, so, uh, how do you guys feel about somebody going in at this point in the season? Uh, good, bad, um, let's, yeah, new Sarah. I don't hate it. I kind of dig it. Yeah. My, yeah. My thumb is like slightly above the horizon, you know? <laughs> Why do you guys kind of dig it? I think, like, especially if Last Chance Kitchen is going to keep going and then, like, in another uh, four or five eliminations, someone else comes in. I like the idea of having – it makes it feel like more of a parallel competition, not just, like, the loser's bracket. Yeah, yeah. Megan, what do you think? I think it it makes sense because um, you do get someone sort of coming in earlier in the competition. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it feels a little bit more fair than if you have, especially with the master or not the masters, yeah, but the, the, returning, the veterans. Yeah, it, you know, if you're having them come in midway, it feels a little bit more fair than having them come in at the end. Yeah, we were worried about yeah. that at the beginning of this. It was it was going to be those three, four veterans who were just going to run Last Chance Kitchen, and then one of them would show up in the finale of the season and just win, and it would be like, why was Kwame here? <laughs> what was? How did Leanne get on this show? It was going to be really mm-hmm. weird. So I do like putting someone yeah. in now to avoid that problem. For sure. And also, I want Kwame and Leanne, I want them both to be back in the competition because I think they're great. Yeah. And I feel real, I felt so bad about like Kwame's restaurant that like he had like such a great idea and it just didn't work. Wasn't that the one though that was like $500 a plate? I mean, the food was good. Sorry. The food was conceptually good but right. like a 500 dollar meal is insane yeah mm-hmm. yeah there was some business decisions that didn't seem great uh I, yeah. he's been fun on the seat i mean i also love leanna like leanne is and it's yeah. just like such an important part of top chef history that having her back on would be wonderful but if she just showed up in the finale it would feel really weird right um uh i yeah i'm, I'm excited about it i i feel like i liked claudette a lot better on the main show i don't feel like last chance even though she's cooking better has not 
made me like her more. She's mean. Yeah. Uh, Shan's kitchen. She's mean. What's her, what's her deal with Kwame? Can we di- dissect that for a second? <laughs> no, because I feel like that, that type of, like there, there's always some sort of like snark or like mild trash talking in, in the talking heads, of course. But I think um, this is again, editing. Um, right. But in the last couple, last chance kitchens, they always start by showing Claudette being like, Kwame only does one thing and I'm not that impressed by him. But it's like, but don't they all kind of just do one thing? Like they cook in certain styles, but for some reason they only ever show her talking about Kwame making stews when it's like, but Leanne cooks Hawaiian food. You cook Mexican food. Like everyone has styles and techniques they draw. And I don't know why it has to be editing, I guess, or she's just picking her target. It's a combination of editing, so obviously there's that, but also they asked her, like they ask every chef to talk yes. to talk some trash, and she does it. So they, she's still giving them yeah. the soundbite to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's but it just it's such a weird. It's like not liking someone for making stews is like pretty funny to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think I could really have a strong stance on stews one way or the other, like ever. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty stew like neutral. The, they're like the in Last Chance Kitchen. They generally seem to be chiller everybody everybody yeah. seems to be more like oh and they because tom makes them taste each other's food and so they're usually like oh that was delicious and so to have somebody be like i'm not impressed just kind of take some of the the joy of mastery out of that for me well and then she she keeps being like everyone in the house is so threatened by me they don't want me back and i'm like what what happened <laughs> that we didn't see in the show like surely if there was drama they would have aired it because otherwise it just it feels like she is inventing this whole narrative that like we don't see so like yeah, yeah that I'm, definitely could be true. She's cooking really well, sure. but like, but I, I, I on it's like this totally different competition by other chefs. No one yeah. on the show is ever like, oh, I was trying to cook well, but then I remembered that Claudette is here, and it's really thrown me off my game. I mean, they just cook. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting to me. Yeah. It's not like she's not backing it up. Like she's clearly doing right. great stuff. And but... then she cooked, and then she did a double thing she'd never tried before. She did a kind of awful she'd never used, and a pressure cooker she'd never practiced with, and nailed it. So mm-hmm. it's, it is, it's, it's a weird time, but that's why I guess maybe I just hope that they're going to keep going because mm-hmm. I really want to see more uh, of, I don't want Leanne and Kwame to both go home today. I would love to see both of them keep having a chance. So uh, in, at the end of the second one, they left us hanging. So let's do a prediction real quick. Who do you think is coming back of the three of them? Hmm. I think it's Claudette. I think I got a spoiler on this one, actually. Oh, really? do you want to tell us how yeah. and we can decide if we want it or not? Uh, it was a screen, uh, shot on like the, I think the Reddit, uh, oh. they, um, from like a YouTube, oh, the top uh, dark web. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, a YouTube, there's a YouTube, uh, screenshot basically, I think of the, of the trailer. Um, oh, and you think it showed and, somebody back in? Yeah. So I, I don't necessarily have to, have yeah. to share. Oh man! But it looks I just got a vibe I, from I, Tom know. that, like, when he was like about to announce it, he was like, "Well, I, I got to give it to him," and I felt like he's about to say Claudette, like yeah. coming in over the veterans. I find that Reddit. I just pulled that up. That spoiler. It seems very convincing. So I think they're. I think you're right. Um, we're not going to spoil it in case you don't want to know at home. But uh, so, and I'm not going to contribute any more thoughts on this. Um, <laughs> Great. I ended the segment. I know. I just ruined the segment for myself. I was. Well, I'm going to say. I guess. If oh Kwame, hey Alex yeah Alex did you wish you hadn't known? No, I feel great knowing this one. I uh-huh. I don't like when they spoiled it on the website, but I opened that. I clicked on a thing that said spoilers. That was on me, <laughs> and that's what I will do on my uh, 
on the Reddit when it's like, when do you die? R slash when you will die. And I'll click on my own. And I'll be like, well, I should have seen that coming. <laughs> that, that said the information I thought I would say. Also, it's my, my, my de- mine's going to be predictable. I feel like it's going to be like <laughs> trying to um, change a song while I'm walking down a flight of stairs. And that's probably what it'll be. That almost yeah. got me on Christmas Day. You see? Yeah, it's, it's scary. True facts. <laughs> uh, I fell was, down a flight of stairs, 1 p.m. on Christmas. No kidding. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty exciting. Were you, were you with family? Yeah, he was at my parents' house, and luckily the stairs were carpeted. But we had a real exciting few minutes there, oh, during which I unabashedly laughed, which is not a good reaction to an emergency. You're, you're yeah, Sarah's mom was yelling, can you feel your legs? Can you feel your legs? And Sarah was just giggling at me. Oh, man. You well, are... We've all done it. You... Everyone in my family has fallen down those stairs. So it was like, oh, yay, you've had a family tradition, oh, but it's that's... a terrible family tradition. Oh, that's fun. Um, we Y'all should change your stairs. <laughs> I know, they're bad. <laughs> you got bad Even our dog has fallen down them. <laughs> How many more? <laughs> well, you guys. That song. Do the rigga digga ding dong song. That means it's time for Megan's mailbag. You can always get in touch with Megan uh, by sending her an email, uh, mailbag at packyourmics.com, or you can go to the website, or you can go on Facebook or Twitter. Megan, how's your holiday mailbag? Oh, it's great. Thank you for all the mailbag gifts this holiday season. (laughs) What do you got for us? (laughs) Uh, So, at Adri Shaw um, tweeted at us and said, that her uh, so she made a prediction mm. uh, last last episode. Well, I feel like she doesn't understand the show. We like to make predictions and then forget what we said. So if you remember your prediction, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's not that's not in keeping with yeah. our uh, our mentality here, where we just totally forget what we yeah. said before. Yeah, Ezra, what was your bold prediction from last week? No idea. Exactly. <laughs> Did I say that I would win? <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> Um, well, she she had predicted a finale with a Top Chef Junior Top Chef uh, crossover. Oh yeah! And she said this is this is kind of kind of sort of not at all actually happened. So yeah. with the with the Curtis Stone judge, yeah. so it's still very possible that one of those kids is going to come back in the finale. It could still happen. Yeah, we could see those. Little those kids Jack in the is going to be like, sure. I like how you put bacon in this dish. Uh huh. Um, at Jen Ellens on Twitter. Um, said that she had the eliminated chef being in the final three. Uh, Tyler, yeah. yeah. I think I did too. I think that was my prediction a couple weeks ago. Was that CPAP Tyler would take it all? I was really. I don't know where Connecticut came from, but I thought he was the one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, but then he blew it hard, and then he just feel like it went out with a whimper in Last Chance Kitchen too. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Adrian Sean Twitter Last is also. Be... Sorry, go ahead, Kyle. Uh, Oh, I just think that that lineup of Claudette, Kwame, and Leanne is a powerhouse. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Murderer's Row, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, there's no shame in losing to those three. Can, can they all, like, I think I had this idea of this merging together, like, like this, or they all, like, they all put on, like, one chef's jacket, and then they get to I enter do, the competition. I feel like your prediction every year is some sort of Voltron chef. <laughs> well, it's definitely it's, not the first time you've suggested it's, that. It's it is bold. the year for Voltron. I'm pretty sure 2018 Voltron chef. Maybe this. Yeah, this is the year where uh, three of the top chef juniors put on one full size coat and pretend to be an adult. Yes, <laughs> like a, like a double adult. I think they, they get to be a master. Then I think if it's three of them. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> right, that's right. It's like yeah. Right. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. That's a or, junior. 
or maybe regular just one, master. Oh, how about this? One of the Top Chef juniors riding on the shoulders of their dad, but piloting them uh, like they're uh, in uh, Ratatouille by pulling okay, yeah, his hair around the kitchen. That's yeah, when is there going to be a Ratatouille on Top Chef? We've been waiting. We don't know if there hasn't been, guys. We don't know if they haven't all been Ratatouilles. Right. Check under the hat. Got to check under the hat every time. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on, Top Chef Dark Web. Reveal the Ratatouille on Top Chef. <laughs> uh, by the way, I do love the, the Top Chef Dark Web, and I visit there a lot. So uh, shout out to our listeners who are also hanging out on there. And that spoiler is a good catch, and I'm impressed. And I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it, they saw a picture of the person from Last Chance Kitchen running in the preview of the next episode seems wow. pretty pretty solid well it'd be funny oh. if they just had them sort of all run with the <sighs> with the chefs to just kind of throw us off yeah because they did that Whoa. was it last year where the winner of they like had like done more, not that exactly but they'd done a lot more to hide it last year because the year before it had been spoiled by like somebody's <laughs> sleeve right? right as you saw yeah this, i think yeah you there like, was a sleeve yeah yeah i remember that sleeve checking yeah, yeah. all right what's else in the mailbag cool. Um, well, at Adrian Shaw just also said Last Chance Kitchen WTF. Yeah, so we don't know. It's pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, we pretty don't know what's going on there. It, did, did it did it change Top Chef forever? Because that was what Tom was proposing it would. Well, it's now reached the highest number of episodes ever. Of okay, Top Chef. They've never had a fifteen dot four before. Hmm. Okay, has that changed it forever? Or is that just kind of more iterative? <laughs> iterative changes. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, Tom was really overselling this Top Chef thing. I don't. I feel like it's hard to say. <laughs> this, is the, this is the Hidden Valley Ranch of twists, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for the corrections segment. Oh, I always love of a the good mailbag. Oh, we're wrong yeah, already. So. Okay, adjunct. <laughs> you say we're wrong already? <laughs> I, I, I don't think the corrections from today's episode. Those will be in next week's episode. <laughs> <They're> fresh. <laughs> yeah. So in last week's episode, we were we were excited that Gail uh, was back as a judge, oh. and um, at Jen Ellen's points out that she's pretty sure that Gail was on the premiere episode at the street okay. fair trying all the food. You don't get to say <laughs> pretty sure correction. I yeah I don't know. I mean she's she's pretty sure that. Uh, yeah, Sarah uh, Sarah Hathaway, did you just say that? Yes, you noticed that she was. She was confirmed. yeah. Okay, well, okay. it's confirmed. 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 Okay. But I want you to have more oh, confidence in correcting me. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were still excited that we got to have more of Gail. That's I, I just, I like Gail on the show. Oh, you know yeah. what? Did we see, what did we see? Is Emerald on the next one? Where did we see an Emerald? I thought I did see that. He was oh, in the yeah. kids. Oh, he was, yeah, he was judging the kids. Oh. They showed us a little clip of the Universal episode that's hard right. to find yeah. yeah hashtag more emerald you guys mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's gotta be just i just want him to show up and make everybody biscuits in the house i don't need that's all i want i miss you just a little pep talk yeah, he's, yeah. He basically the yoda of top chef yes. to appear when they need guidance oh yeah i just guys, wanted to show up oh yeah sorry what would you say about an emerald themed knife block uh, well, we got knife block this episode we did. We got yeah. Yeah. Knife block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um let me just see if that product already exists I'm guessing it does. <laughs> or emerald knives. Yeah, you can definitely uh, get an emerald too. stainless well, steel cutlery set, and it's got emerald's logo on the front of the knife block, so Aww. definitely available. Ooh, we can get it on Groupon. Anyway, what's in the mailbag? Wow. <laughs> um, so moving on from corrections to uh, fun facts. Ooh. Um, this is a more fun segment for me, emotionally. <laughs> 
at Jen Ellen's um, says that she thinks that they filmed the entire season up to the finale in about a month. Yeah. Um, so all the last chance kitchen folks are probably around for only three weeks. So this sounds most. like a correction again because I said they had to wait in a ho- in a, like a Holiday Inn for six months while the show went on. You know, it's just right. how you frame it. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't that, want that you that to feel a... too bad, Alex. So <laughs> framing this. Not a That's correction, a but a fun fact. Fun fact that we were <laughs> yeah, wrong about last week. New truths that you shouldn't get defensive about. Yeah. Keep going, Megan. <laughs> well, does this new twist uh, uh, interfere with that fun fact, though? If, like, this episode of Last Chance Kitchen is parallel with the season, that means that Last Chance Kitchen this time has been going on at the same time? So, in previous seasons, we are pretty sure that Last Chance Kitchen was filmed like in three days right before the finale of the show where they just get yeah. everybody back and they just do them bam, bam, bam and that Tom has to pretend to be hungry all day. But this season, oh, obviously that's... That's why he gets one bite. Yeah, exactly. Because he's like already... It's probably like five in the morning. A lot of the, these, they shoot them really early in the morning and they'll be like, mm, we're having a delicious 10 a.m. dinner. <laughs> um, that's a fun fact that no one has to be defensive about. But um, <laughs> We'll get a correction about next week, I'm sure. It was in Boston where they ate at Fenway Park, and the only way they could rent Fenway Park is if they were out by 11 a.m. So they were all like eating dinner on the field, on a baseball field at 9 a.m. <laughs> it was really weird. Um, almost as good as pretending it's Thanksgiving. But this season, obviously, they didn't, <laughs> obviously didn't wait till the finale, but they did. But it's possible that they shot like. <laughs> three episodes of the show and then they did all the top all the last chance kitchens that morning and then this one or i guess four episodes yeah. of the show and then just did these all in a row so it's still they could have done that on a smaller scale i guess it doesn't mean they're and doing just made, one per week and just made the chefs change the the peanut gallery chefs change their clothes like every yeah, hour for absolutely. three days I'm, and they might <laughs> That'd be yeah. fun i think i think i'd like that <laughs> changing your clothes every hour well God yeah willing, I think, Ezra. I, i'd like to be fresher yeah, just 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 never never have to worry about is this shirt a fresh shirt? They probably didn't change their underwear. Well, maybe they did. Maybe like Why twice. Why not? Maybe twice. <laughs> no, wait, over three days? They could do more. Nah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let him ride. Inside out. I feel like he could do that. All right, mailbag. Any more fun facts? I need to. Feel we bad do. About? Yeah, we actually got a, a fun fact from one of our sots. Uh, oh yeah, sister of the, of the show. show. Yeah, uh, sister of the show, Julia. Um, identified the actual Whole Foods in Denver oh, yeah. using some uh, oh. screenshots and some Google Maps and uh, general knowledge of yeah. Denver. This was a uh, brother-in-law of the show, Dr. Pilot M.A., had uh, failed at this task earlier, so I'm glad that Sister of the Show was able to pull it off. Well, they're still working on identifying the, the house right. um, where all the chefs are staying, but the, the Whole Foods, uh, they have uh, proof uh, screenshotted proof that it's uh, the one across the ch- street from the Cherry Creek Mall in Denver. And bonus fun right. fact: I've been to that Whole Foods Sweet. with you. Yeah, we oh. to we're gonna find out that was not true next week, Alex. Uh, yeah, it's impossible. We're waiting, waiting for the correction. <laughs> <laughs> we have definitely been to that Whole Foods. You can't stop me. I <laughs> uh, also just wanted to give a shout out to another uh, sister of the show. And future brother-in-law of the show, Jer- uh, Maddie and Jared, for watching this episode with Alex and me. Now, Kyle, we have a streak we're trying to keep up. Do you have a sister? Yeah, yes. You Great. do? Okay. Whoa. All right. Do you have keep a brother, going. though? Yeah, I do have a sister. Do you, do you also have what? brothers? No, just one sister. Wait. You're doing it. Sarah, you have a sister. I just have one sister. Yeah, you might, you might know her <laughs> from our also college. This is so <laughs> crazy, though. We just have no brothers on the show. Everyone has ex- at least one sister. No brothers anywhere. 
brothers-in-law who you also know that's true uh dr (laughs) pilot ma of the show is and other future but yeah we don't we don't have any there's no brother what's a weird what are the odds like one and eight anyway go ahead (laughs) (laughs) um and finally we just have some love for the season in the mailbag yeah so at chinger 15 on twitter said um just want to say how much I'm enjoying the season. The chefs aren't pushing a lot of ego yet, and everyone is helping each other. It's like another season of Top Chef Canada. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Also hard to watch, but it exists. Um, <laughs> so I guess on that, so that's the mailbag, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> there's more to it. <laughs> oh, you you want to stop it now? That's you great. said in finally. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, there's more love. There's and more finally, love a, twist, a twist that will show. change this forever. <laughs> Stop the song. More love for the season. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So at at two a um, on Twitter says that um, they're halfway through the episode and already crying so much. Oh. Food is beautiful. Top Chef is beautiful. Oh. I love everybody so much. Life oh. is good. Yeah, there was. I definitely cried along with them on the the rice story. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Oh God. Yeah. And uh, then uh, finally, to maybe lead us into our next segment. Sure. Um, Jane. Uh, on Facebook, just wanted to s- send a shout out to uh, that she's on Team Fati, so t- Team oh. Fatima. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh my gosh! Oh yes, big time Team Fatima. Yeah. She's the coolest Top Chef contestant. Yeah. Kyle mm-hmm. like said that to me like breathlessly <laughs> mid episode while we were watching it. Was it when the they went to that to visit that uh, that uh, that kitchen that helped immigrants, and they were like, all the chefs have to stand outside and watch, except Fatima gets to come hang out inside. Well, yeah, they chose two yeah. people. To and everyone loves her. Inside, and yeah. it was kind of like, but what are they doing? I don't yeah. know. They were just hanging out and, and talking about how great they were. <laughs> it was really fun. She's rad. Yeah, definitely. Is that, is that, yeah, this does lead into our, but first let me wrap up the mailbag. That was Mail, Megan's mailbag brought to you by Hidden Valley Ranch. Um, brought, to, brought to you by Lemons? What are we brought to you by this year, Ezra? Oh, uh, do we have a sponsorship yet? I don't know. Uh, Caleb's playing with some beads right now. Brought you by beads. beads. Oh, brought you by spiders. They're they're people. They live inside. <laughs> um, so, if you want to submit to Megan's mailbag, sponsored by spiders, uh, mailbag at packermikes.com at packermikes on Twitter, Facebook.com slash packermikes, and of course packermikes.com, uh, where you can also find all your past episodes, subscribe, review, and donate to the show. Now, uh, just to wrap up real quick, uh, first of all, th- two questions. Number one, are you loving the season as much as uh, people on Twitter are? And number two. In addition to your love, what is your bold prediction for an upcoming episode? You can call a winner for the whole season. You can predict that kids will be in, involved in a chef's code or some sort of Voltron action. Uh, bold predictions and love for the show. Megan, you want to start us off? Do you love the show? I do love the show. The yeah. season, I mean, I guess. I do. Yeah, I'm having a great time. I think it's. I think it's fun. We there are we we do know some good Top Chef fans, some friends of our of the show who love drama and would probably be very upset but we are big top chef canada fans as yeah. well as the top chef masters which is low drama and uh we love no drama british bake-off mm-hmm. yeah yes yeah i just i'm just in it for the food yeah <laughs> just to see Good. the food just to see the food i, know, I like the stories i like yeah mm-hmm. i just like watching technical mastery people have been doing a pretty good job i'm enjoying it who's your what's your bold prediction megan do you have one hmm um I don't know. I just feel like, you know, everything with the with Last Chance Kitchen and uh, I don't know. I just I don't know what's going to come. I, I'm, I'm just sort of uh, living in the moment here. A non-bold, non-prediction. Yeah. Um, for my bold prediction, I guess I want to 
I th- it seems like they have so every episode has had at least one sort of drug reference by this point. I'm gonna say that continues. I bet they. I bet the 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 elves have hidden a drug reference in every episode of this show. That's my theory. But and you and I like, won't pick up on them because we, we don't won't get, get it. Right. People yeah. on Twitter yeah. will explain them to me. It'll yeah. Be great. Yeah. So please explain the drug references to us because we don't know. We I don't caught the them. one where they cut to the amount of time remaining, and it was four hours and twenty minutes. I figured uh, that one out. Right. Nice. Oh, hey, uh, California has uh, has drugs now. It's true. Like, cal- Yay! Uh, As of this day, morning. Hollyweed! <laughs> Happy one-year anniversary of the Hollyweed sign. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you guys have so many laws today. There's a lot going on. Yeah. We have other ones, There's too? a lot. Yeah. I miss the others. I'm sure. Uh, you, I, get, uh, I don't remember all of them, but there were a bunch. Uh, uh, new Sarah and Kyle, uh, how do you feel about the season and bold predictions? Uh, I'm feeling very good about the season. Uh, I, I think I like I, I like the changes of Last Chance Kitchen. That makes it it feel more real to me. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And I have a very bold prediction. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, I, and I had this organically during the episode. Didn't know I needed to have this, but it's so bold. <laughs> uh, I think Joe Mustache is not only going to be in the finale. But when he shows up for the finale, he won't have a mustache. No. Oh, wait, so Joe Mustache won't be in the finale. No. Think about it. Well, Joe Mustache the will be formerly gone. known. Joe, as no Joe mustache. mustache. Yeah. Joe, no mustache will be there. No mustache, Joe Mustache. No stash. Oh, man. No stash, Joe. Wow. That is bold. You, those, the, yeah. The amount of uh, building up to that you had done, I thought, couldn't possibly live up to it, but you did. No, it did. It did and more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Sarah, what do you think? Um, I am loving this season. I love no drama. It's great. I just want all the chefs to be friends yeah. and just have a beer together like in the stew room. Yeah. I yeah. Need to help there to make friends. Um, but my bold prediction is that Padma is going to get in the kitchen with them. Ooh. I like that. She's becoming so much more like confident and giving her opinions. And I love hearing her opinions yeah. and she is a great cook herself. She is. So I would love to see her actually participate in the, the food things as well as the eating things. Here's a real mild prediction. If she's in the kitchen and they're all cooking with her, there will be booze involved. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, an, that's a good one. Padma's special own line of like frozen rice. Was that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's frozen rice. and There's a cookbook. She sold Pad Padma will be selling something if she's on, in the kitchen, that's pretty likely. Um, as and Sarah number one, season feelings dump and bold predictions. Yeah, it's great. I think everyone is just really enjoyable. There's no one that I hate, and there's usually always one person that I just really dislike. <laughs> um, but they're all just so just so interesting. I think. I mean, Claudette's and the only person who's gotten a villain villain edit so far. And that's just been in last year's kitchen because she was super nice in the show. But for me, even she's not, I don't know. She doesn't bother me. I still think she's interesting and and she hasn't Mm -hmm. done anything, you know, sabotage-y or anything like that. So I'm still on her side. Also, I would love to learn more about the Mexican mother sauces. That was fascinating. Yeah. Like Tom was like, I don't know any of the words you're using, but it's delicious. Yeah. And I like her confidence. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's she's still on my on my good list. 
Um, and I think my bold prediction is that Fatima is going to win both a quick fire and an elimination within the same episode. Not necessarily Ooh. the next one, but at but. least one episode like that. Wow, so we'll have to see if that comes true, if we can remember that you said that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's not write it down. Um, I have a bold prediction. Uh, I think we'll only be, Sarah, I think you and me will only be on two more episodes of uh, oh, Pack Your Mics. That's a sad prediction. I'm going to say one because I'm the one who has to deal with the consequences of the two more. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say one. so we, have, we have a baby due in about three more episodes. Um. Uh and oh. so, yeah, so it's somewhere between zero and I guess four more episodes that we could be on in theory. Uh, oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. I didn't even think to make a bold prediction about Sarah's pregnancy. That's fun. Um, well, it's, I mean, you can't have Top Chef without Sarah's pregnancy. Okay. That's, bold prediction. As, as a, <laughs> bold prediction. Your new baby going to be named Joe. Wow, that I know. is bold. That will extremely bold. bold. <laughs> oh, Josephine, Josephine. Yeah. Oh, then you um, could call her Joe, like in, oh, like in Little Women. Yeah, I made Alex's family watch Little Women, and I really liked it. And Joe was so fun. <laughs> if we named her Joe, it would be after the chocolate-covered peppermint JoJo's. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right, that's also a good Joe. That's it's the best joke. It's double Joe. Well, if any of these things happen, we will be the first people to forget about them when we talk about it next week <laughs> on Pack Your Mics. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, PackYourMics.com for all of your Pack Your Mics needs. Uh, oh, one last thing before we go. Uh, even though he's not here, in spirit, Chris, pack your mics and go. Sorry, buddy. Bye, Chris. It was good, but you have no heritage, so you got to get out of here. Or maybe feels, you just overthought really- it. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. It was just... He just didn't have a good story for why he was uh, talking the way he was on the show today. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, and the lamb was overcooked. And <laughs> this is, uh, I'm Alex. This is Megan in Portland. Thanks, Megan. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining us for uh, only the, for the waning hours of your one child existence, Sarah and Ezra. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. Talking's hard. Um, and uh, thank you so much for joining us again, uh, New Sarah and Kyle. It's been such a delight. Hopefully, we'll be able to get you on in the season again and keep. keep hey, going. anytime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Watch out for stairs, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And spiders. And uh, tuna loaf. And or quail eggs. Qua- <laughs> <'Cause> quail eggs <laughs> be anywhere. He'll just sneak up on you. All right. We'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Wrong song. Here we go. Oh, it's too quiet. This is a technically flawless podcast. <laughs> <laughs>